When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, just because you brought it up in your sports update, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. I want to talk about it. The Sabres are a friggin' embarrassment, man. An absolute what, embarrassment. The just an absolute friggin' embarrassment. <laughs> and we're bringing Sal Mayer on of the Democrat and Chronicle. Sal, I, you know what? We're not going to bring you on to talk about the Sabres, uh, but there is, there it, it does feel like there's a little bit of an apathy around the Bills in this loss from from Bills fans. I don't know if you're feeling it or seeing the same thing. We're used to outrage, and maybe it's just a different way of them losing the way they did. On Sunday, um, so many ways to, to divide up the, the blame assessment pie. But are you sensing that that the fan base now with the, the Buffalo Bills just kind of shrugging their shoulders like, nope, yep, which is not going to be good enough to beat Kansas City moving forward? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess maybe a little bit of that. I, I wouldn't call it apathy. I think there's a lot of frustration. Um, you know, this was supposed to be the day that they were going to beat the, you know, beat the Chiefs and their building and, you know, I, I spent the week kind of downplaying that, saying, you know, I, I didn't really believe in that at all. I picked the Chiefs to win the game. Um, you know, I think Bills fans were putting too much stock into playing a home game uh, against the Chiefs in the playoffs. They're still the Chiefs. They're still the defending Super Bowl champ. It's still Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. So it did not surprise me at all, but I just sensed that Bills fans were surprised that it happened, and they really should have been. Yeah, Sal, as soon as uh, people are blaming Bass, but honestly, as soon as he went out there, I'm like, well, they lost the game here, whether he makes it or not. You're leaving that much time up from a home zone, know how to work the clock, kick a field goal, and get out of here. Um, My question, though, is about, because in that sequence at the end, Diggs is wide open, and it leads to a bigger conversation here. What what happened between Diggs and the team and, and the production? Where where do we go from here? Because everybody kind of speculated, was there an injury that wasn't talked about? But then you see him open, you see him kind of making a you know a play that doesn't make the play that normally he would on that bomb. So where do we go here with Stephon Diggs? And do we even have the conversation that maybe the Bills should kind of explore moving on here? Yeah, to your first point, Gene, I felt the same way you did. As soon as they didn't make the third down and they were going to kick the field goal, it was over. I was sitting next to, you know, I sit next to Jay Skirsky. I looked over at him and I said, game over. Even if he made it, the the Bills were not stopping Mahomes on that next drive. It wasn't going to happen. So the two plays that they failed, Allen made, you know, the one decision to throw the ball in the end zone to Shakir and he got hit just as he threw. That was no good. And then I you know, he totally missed on both plays underneath routes that would have maybe gotten the first down. It was just a bad series of plays. And 
anyway, so that was your first point. But on the point of Diggs, look, I, I think it's pretty simple to say that he's 30 years old now. He's not quite the same player that he was. Still a very good player for sure. But I think we saw this year that opposing defensive coordinators had a pretty good feel for how to take Diggs out of their offense. They did a great job uh, defending him. He sees doubles all the time, but I think the combination of playing better players, there were some guys that he went up against this year, Sneed twice, in fact, for the Chiefs, who really were good defensive backs, and he struggled. He's not the same guy. He wasn't getting the same separation. And, you know, on the touch on the bomb, there was no excuse. He did get separation there and should have caught it, but he's in decline. And, you know, it's tough to say, and it's tough to think if you're a Bills fan that, you know, you've still got him under contract for a pretty hefty number, um, but it's kind of tough to get rid of him, too. I mean, if they cut him or, you know, or whatever, the the cap it is just too prohibitive. So he's going to have to come back here and play better next year. And I think after next year, they can get out of the contract a little less, a little more palatable. Sal, uh, we spent some time earlier this afternoon talking about uh, Josh Allen. And a lot of people argue that that quarterback uh, wins aren't a quarterback stat. I'll listen to that. But winning is everything if you're the quarterback. And Josh Allen has had plenty of opportunities to elevate and to to win that big moment. Um, I'm not saying that he's the reason why they lost that game on Sunday. But you mentioned it down the stretch there. Josh Allen's getting a little bit of a pass, in my opinion. Um. I thought he played really well, Mike. I, I thought he played an excellent game until those last couple plays. I mean, it was unfortunate the way, you know, if Deion Dawkins didn't get blown up on the second down play, he probably throws a touchdown pass there because Shakir was open. He was coming across the middle, and Allen got hit. Um, Jones pushed Dawkins into Allen just as he threw it, and it, and it threw the ball offline, or else we're talking about, you know, you're leading by four with two minutes to go. The third down play was a fail, but I thought the rest of the game, he was pretty good. I thought he was really good the week before in the wild card game. He had 51 touchdowns this year. I mean, I, I to me, he was the league MVP. And you, you guys know me well enough to know I'm no homer. Yeah. You know, no one's ever going to accuse me of being a homer. He was the most valuable player in the NFL when you look at what he meant to his particular team. There's no doubt about it. Lamar Jackson is going to win that award, and he has, I think, more than 20 fewer touchdowns than Josh Allen this year. So I think Allen played great. They needed to be better around him, and they just weren't. So to just isolate the Kansas City game, Sal, saying he played great, 4.8 yards per attempt. Is that on Josh Allen? Is that on Joe Brady? Is that on a head coach dictating how the offense should run in a game where your defense is really, really banged up? Yeah, that was. I think that was game plan specific. To be honest, they they wanted to run the ball and they did. They ran it well, and they they chose to go with the short passing game. I think part of that though is Kansas City's defense, particularly its pass defense, is outstanding. And there just weren't guys open for him. There really weren't. When you looked at when you looked back at it, there weren't enough of the Bills receivers winning to get open down the field. So he was checking down a lot. I mean, you know him. He wants to go downfield. And they did take the three deep shots. And really, you can make an argument that all three of those should have been caught. I mean, maybe the one to Sherfield would have been a really good catch. But I thought he dropped one and Diggs certainly dropped it. So there's three humongous shots right there that might have totaled 150 yards 
of of, of passing yardage. So I think the problem was they weren't winning downfield. He had to keep checking it down to the backs and the tight ends, and that that's why the yard per or yard per attempt was so low. Sal Mayorana, Democrat and Chronicle, our guest here. And if I just bring up the word defensive line, all of a sudden everybody knows uh, your, your emotions kind of spike a little bit because, well, for all the investment you put in there, that wasn't a great output against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, I guess my question, Sal, is where do they go from here? Because Floyd's a free agent. Jones a free agent. Epineza's a free agent. And is there any way you can get out of that Von Miller contract? Because that might be the worst in, in franchise history if he's got to come back and there's there's no punishment of, of any sort from the league here, Sal. Yeah, their defensive line was pathetic. It, it was a, a complete no-show in a game where they had to have those guys going. You know, with the linebacker situation, they were in rough shape there. I mean, A.J. Klein was a disaster. I mean, he made 11 tackles the week before, and that was a nice little story. That was the Steelers against the Chiefs, the team that actually knows how to play offense, can scheme things up. They just abused him all day. So your defensive line needed to be great, and they were absolutely invisible, every one of them, right down to, right down to every guy that played. I thought they were all lousy. And now, you're right, they face an offseason where I think it's seven, seven or eight of the 12 guys are free agents now, and they're mostly are probably going to be gone. Um, unfortunately, Von Miller is not a free agent. He is back, and they have no choice on that contract. They can't get out of it. It's like a thirty—I want to say—a thirty-two million dollar dead cap hit if they if they cut him. So that's not going to be possible. He has to play, and they've got major retooling now. They're going to have to go out and and, and the thing is, they don't have—they're not going to have much money to do anything. So they're going to have to go get you know mid-tier free agents to fill in for some of these guys who are leaving. And they're going to have to nail, you know, maybe a draft pick or two on the defensive line because all these guys are gone. So it's a big problem for the Bills. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sal, we heard from both McDermott and Bean yesterday at the end of the season press conferences. Do you have any takeaways or was this just more lip service? It felt very, very similar to the conversations we've heard from them and the conferences we've heard from them in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, what, what are they going to say, right? Every season has ended this way, <laughs> short of the ultimate goal. And, you know, they can keep telling us that they're still in it. They're still going to be competitive. And, and I believe them. I think they still have a pretty good team. Um, they've got a lot of work to do on this roster. But really, nothing that was said yesterday came as a surprise to me. Um, you know, I was interested in – the. I, I asked him specifically about – you know, the one-year free agent deals that he gave, and is, is that going to be the strategy? And he said, yeah, it's going to have to be because of the their cap situation. They've got to find, and they've got to hit, he said. They've got to hit on these guys uh, who are going to come in at a lesser figure. Uh, and if they don't, you know, that's going to be a problem for the Bills. I thought, I thought a few of their guys that they brought in on one-year deals played pretty well this year. You know, Leonard Floyd being probably the top guy. But they need more of those guys. To, to hit. And this seems to be with Josh Allen's contract now and, and the money he's going to cost every year on the cap, this is going to have to be their strategy. They're going to have a continually churned roster of one year, you know, mid, mid tier free agents who are going to play for this team every year. And they're going to have to hit their, their draft picks. He said that yesterday too. He knows how big this draft is. They've got 10 picks Right now, while they're going to get the 10th when they get the compensatory pick for the third round, he knows every one of those guys is going to have to be a contributor. I mean, he's going to have to pull probably two or three starters out of this draft and hope that four or five or six of those other guys are going to be key contributors in some way. Sal, if it's not for me, Cole Hardman fumbling, um, the Chiefs go up by two touchdowns, I would assume, and, and, and the blame here would be the majority of it would be on McDermott, and, and people are still upset. There are Bills fans, I'm sure they're in your timeline, like get rid of the coach, get rid of the coach, and I, I just don't know what he was thinking on that that Hamlin fake, but he, here's the question. Uh, it, it's going to be year number eight, and like, like at what point do you just have the honest conversation that this is as far as this coach can bring this team? Yeah, I'm I'm still not there yet. I've said this over and over. I, I think people screaming about the coach who's taken them to six playoff appearances in seven years, and that's that's a pretty good job. And I know it sucks that they can't get over this hump at the divisional round, but you know what? A lot of teams don't get over that hump. It's hard to do. So I think next year is the year for McDermott. If he doesn't get it done next year, then I'm perfectly willing to listen to you move on and try something else. But I wasn't there this year, and I'm still not after what happened Sunday. They lost to the better team again, probably to the better coach again. I get it, but I'm not ready to fire them. And in terms of that fake punt, you know, I'll tell you exactly what they were thinking, and I hated it too. <laughs> you know, why take Josh Allen? If you're going to go for it, then you leave Josh Allen on the field right. and let him get it. But I think, obviously, they were hoping for the element of surprise. Um, it didn't happen. You know, they had DeMar Hamlin carrying the ball, which made no sense. So that was, you know, a decision. And I understood why he did it too, because his punter was useless with the hamstring injury. He was just completely useless. So he tried something out of the box. You know, if that play works, fans are, are loving it. Right. 
It happened that it didn't work. And ultimately, when you go back, we have 2020 hindsight. He should have just left Josh Allen on the field and let those guys get the first down, but it didn't. And like you said, it ended up not mattering because of the Hardman fumble. But had Hardman not fumbled and they had scored, people would have been killing McDermott for that for that play. Sal, uh, what kind of uh, shakeup can we expect here over the course of the coming weeks? I mean, it would be rare for Sean McDermott not to, to move or not to see a, a coordinator or an assistant go on to something else. Uh, we know that Babich has interviewed in, in, in with the Giants. We, we still have an interim tag to take off of Joe Brady if, if they decide to continue with him as the OC. How do you see it all shaking out? Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna interview candidates for the OC because they have to. I mean they've got to do the Rooney rule the Rooney rule um, interviews. Uh, I think Brady's the leader in the clubhouse. I think they did like you know what he did in whatever it was the nine games that he was the coordinator. So I think ultimately it'll probably be his job, um, defensive coordinator. I got the sense that Sean is going to keep calling the defense. You know, and I think given all that he had to face this year with all these injuries and the constant changing of personnel, I think their defense was pretty good for the most part. Again, the last game is what you always look at, and they failed. But overall, I think they did a hell of a job with, you know, all the guys that were in and out. So I don't think you're going to see a defensive coordinator. I could be wrong, but the sense that I got from him yesterday was that, you know, he, he felt like he got into a good groove by the end of the year juggling the two jobs and i and i think he might want to keep doing that moving forward well i uh, i'll i'm gonna put my hand up in the air i think bill's fans want uh, some changes in special teams yes you had the big play in miami but how many other games did this kind of come apart and i'm wondering if uh you know they'll move on from matthew smiley and for that matter sal i'll just talk about the core special teamers i think it's time for some new core special teamers too yeah i agree their special teams their special teams were very good the year before they were and then this year it was a complete reversal. There was just far too many breakdowns and, you know, dumb plays, penalties. Um, you know, they lost the opening game on a punt return. They lose this last game because they missed a field goal at the end. Um, yeah, there's a lot of work to do there. And it is one of those things that kind of irritates me every, every summer, how they pick this roster and they, you know, these special teams only guys that they keep. And I've always been of the opinion then build your offense and your defense. That's what you don't worry about keeping core special teamers. Keep the best players on your team. And then the guys who aren't starting on offense, defense, teach them how to play special teams. We don't need Tyler Matikavich every year and Saran Neal and all these guys that are, have been there for four or five years now and nothing has really changed too much. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Special teams has always been a little bit of a, a bugaboo for me. I, I get that. Yeah, you could you could lose a game with a bad special teams play, which they did, but more times than not, they're they're meaningless. The punters get great hang time; it's all fair catches. The kickoffs all go through the end zone. I mean, it's just kind of it's kind of silly to put so much time and effort into special teams these days, at least for me. So I want to get your take on how this roster has been constructed during the Bean and McDermott era, because to my eyes, and, and we could start with the investment that they've made through the course of the years uh, on the defensive line, it feels as if they've built this team more so around their head coach than they have around their quarterback. Does that need to change here with free agency in the draft this year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, that they're building it around the coach. I mean, he said it yesterday. He he grew up under Andy Reid, who was an offense first guy. It's not like McDermott wants to play three yards in a cloud of dust. I think the first couple of years, 
they were they were sort of forced to play that way. But since Josh Allen became Josh Allen in 2020, really, I think they have been progressive on offense. They've they've done a great job. Dave Ball was a terrific coordinator. Dorsey was pretty good last year, and now this year, you know, Brady has looked pretty good as well. Their offense. You look at the stats. Their offense is one of the top four or five offenses these last four years. They've done plenty of good things on offense. So I disagree with the fact that, or the people who say, oh, he's built, he wants to play a certain way, and he wants to build his defense. They, they, the first two draft picks last year were Dalton Kincaid and, and Osiris Torrance. Those guys are on offense. So I think he has tried to build the offense. They made the trade for Diggs. They've done plenty of things. It just hasn't worked out in the playoffs. And that's you know ultimately what we're all here for. And people can blame whatever they want to blame. But again, I think McDermott I think he just gets a little bit too much crap when it comes to this stuff. I'm a, I'm a player's guy. Ultimately, ultimately players got to make these plays. Tyler Bass has got to make that stupid field goal, right? Deion Dawkins can't get blown up on second down and cost the bills a touchdown. I mean, that's not coaching there. That's just being beat by the guy in front of you. So, you know, again, I I'm, I'm usually more protective of coaches than most people. Because uh, they're not the ones out there, as we always say, blocking, tackling, running, catching, blah blah blah. It's Sal, but last one for me here. Like if before we get to the draft, and even for the Bills and in free agency, it's the idea you got to get under the cap. And the Bills have some; they got an issue here. And you wrote about this. Like, what are the options in front of this? Should Bills fans kind of brace from uh, some moves here that are going to be unpopular? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about these. They've got twenty-two free agents, and I, I think the bulk of them are going to be gone because, you know, well, first of all, they, some of those guys have just aged out in this time, but other, other guys, like, you know, everyone wants to get Leonard Floyd back. <laughs> Leonard Floyd told me in the locker room, he said, I'm going where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> he flat out said that. So that, that's not going to be in Buffalo. So they, they're not going to be able to get a lot of these guys back because they don't have the money. They will massage the cap like they always do. You know, they're going to save probably 20 million, I think, out of Allen by converting base to, uh, to bonus. So there are ways they can do it, and I know that you know you hate to kick the can down the road as they've been doing, and I know Bean really hates it, but he doesn't have a choice. This is the way it is in the NFL these days when you're paying a quarterback what they're paying him, and the problem for the Bills is they've also got four or five other guys that have humongous cap numbers. So that all that all has put them in in salary cap jail. They'll figure it out. They will be under the cap. And they'll be able to do things, but it's just not going to be as sexy as it was you know, the last two or three years, probably. Sal, the floor is yours. Pedal your wares. What would you like our audience to know that you're working on that we can check out? Because we always appreciate the the work and the passion that you put into the, the teams that you cover. <laughs> well, you know, keep following me on the DNC website. I mean, I'm writing there constantly. I'm trying to do some Amherst stuff now. I've been doing a weekly Amherst column, which I will continue to do. So trying to trying to get some local coverage back into the into the website we obviously have lacked that for a long time so doing that and of course my yankees newsletter is still out there and still free pinstripe people so you can go on twitter and or you know there's a you could you can click the link and on my website there and subscribe to that so i appreciate if anybody would do that yankee fans all right see if you agree with this take i like the yankee off season but i still think they need another starting pitcher yeah, um, I, I, I'm i okay so far with the Yankees offseason, and they absolutely need another starting pitcher, no doubt about it. They've got, <laughs> with all their all their injury concerns, that team needs to go into a season 
with seven or eight guys because you know two or three are going to get hurt maybe four. So, yeah, there's still work to do. I don't know if it's going to be Snell. I kind of doubt it. Um, I like the Stroman pickup, though. I thought that was a good under-the-radar affordable signing, so I like that a lot. But, yeah, they've, just, they've got some work to do. I, I don't think they're better than the third-best team in, the, in that division. I, mean, I really don't. So I think it's going to be a, you know, it's not going to be a great, great year for the Yankees. They might sneak into the playoffs, but I'm not holding out a whole lot of hope. Sal, enjoy your championship Sunday. Let's do it again soon, bud. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me. You got Thanks, it. Sal. Sal Mayer on a Democrat and Chronicle joining us here in the sports bar. Yeah, it's going to be an offseason unlike one we've seen here in Buffalo, meaning, oh my gosh, AJ Eppen has a sign here, Leonard Floyd sign here, Daquan, like, like the turnover is going to be, and you can't be mad at these players. In fact, I want to shake Leonard Floyd's hand for just saying the truth. I'm going to go where the money is. Yeah. Um, you know, this is where Brandon Bean is going to have to really put on his salesman hat, right? Like, you want some of these guys to return on a sweetheart deal. Maybe you get one or two of them to say, okay, yeah, the devil you know versus the devil you he don't. He did it with uh, Poyer. Sure. They didn't think Poyer would be back, and there he was. Yeah. Maybe maybe that happens. I, I don't know exactly whether or not you're going to get a guy like Leonard Floyd to agree to do something like that. I think he earned through his actions this year, earned a bigger play, payday next year. I, I have a feeling that that one is is one that's going to be a tough tough sell. Can you do it with Daquan Jones? Maybe. Can you do it with Gabe Davis? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe, Epineza? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, happy hour next. I want to go back to a conversation we had yesterday with Matt Perino, and we kind of had a little bit of this uh, chat with, with Sal just now on... Josh Allen and the, the, what do we call it? The plurality pile. Is that what Bruce calls it? Yeah. Bruce, yeah. Like we call it blame assessment here, yeah. but, but like if we're just dividing us up, but what, why is it such a sliver here? And, and Sal kind of brought it up. Like, look at the numbers. They're outstanding. Like if you, like he, he deserves MVP consideration. However, not talking about numbers, and MVP consideration. We're talking about wins. Yeah. And, and, Wins may not be a quarterback stat, but winning is the minimum, albeit high standard. Quarterback wins are everything for me. I know it's not a stat, but it's everything. And this is a trend that at some point you hope reverses with Josh Allen. We'll get into that and we'll take your calls. We have time for them. 866-4326 if you want to pull up a stool. 585-866-4FAN. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.